The following podcast is a Sempronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. And I have Dr. Jordana Quinn with us, and she has a company called Core Medicine, coremedicine.com. And today our title is How to Boost Your Immune System Through COVID-19. So welcome, Dr. Jordana. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your practice and what you guys do, and then we'll jump right into our topic. Perfect. So my practice it really focuses on regenerative anti-aging medicine. And what that medicine is, is using your body's own natural healing stem cells and platelets to really prevent the need for orthopedic surgeries primarily. Within the branch of regenerative medicine, um, you can use your stem cells and platelets for a variety of things, including aesthetics, vaginal rejuvenation, erectile dysfunction, a bunch of different things because it really focuses on your you know, innate cells and they can turn into multiple different things. So I started off from an orthopedic background and kind of got into regenerative medicine that way. Um, and then within the whole anti-aging world, again, just really focusing on improving people's quality of lives with whatever they need. Awesome. Well, one of the things I know that you guys do is IV therapies. And so IV therapy is just huge right now. Everyone's talking about it. What if you were going to, and are you, you're able to see patients right now? I am still seeing patients. We are definitely seeing patients on a limited schedule. I only have two patients in my office at a time and things like that, just to be ultra safe. We're all wearing masks, Um, but I am still seeing patients and doing telemedicine visits when I can. Got it. So let's talk about right now. I'm hearing that like vitamin C um, IV therapy is like the biggest. So like talk about like if you were going to pick like in order, like here's my top five things that I would be running through an IV right now uh-huh. to get that immune system as high as it possibly could be. Yeah. So this is um, definitely vitamin C is the number one by far. Where, where it comes into kind of the art and the skill of doing IV therapies is really going to a trained provider who knows what the different concentrations can do. So it's more a concentration issue than an ingredient issue. Um, there's a ton of IV therapy bars that are kind of open up. And in my opinion, I think a lot of them dilute their IVs. So they're not therapeutic. They're more just giving, you know, they're boosting your immune system slightly and giving you typically some vitamin C and all of the B vitamins and maybe a little magnesium here or there, maybe a little potassium, but they're not necessarily therapeutic. So to be therapeutic from a vitamin C standpoint, what does that mean? Well, vitamin C has actually been proven in studies to be very antimicrobial. So it actually does fight bacteria and viruses and things like that. So in order to be therapeutic, you really need a dose of somewhere between 10 and 20 um, grams IV. So you want to really make sure you're going to someone who can give that high of a dose and who knows how to give that high of a dose. In addition, I think always adding the B vitamins, like you alluded to, with kind of other ingredients, some trace elements that has zinc, which is very helpful in fighting disease is important as well. But the key component is really the vitamin C. And say that dosage amount one more time so people can hear that. I mean, I think 10 to 20 grams is a safe and therapeutic range. 
Hey guys, I wanted to tell you I'm offering a free weight loss virtual Bible study. Now is the perfect time to focus on understanding true hunger and fullness and learn what the Bible has to say about it. All you have to do is go to ChantelRayWay.com slash Bible study. After you sign up, you'll receive a six week Bible study video that you can watch on your own or you can get a small group of people and do it together. That's ChantelRayWay.com slash Bible study for your free six week Bible study course. So I will tell you, I've gotten an IV one time. I've, I've gotten an IV twice now. The first time I went to a place she kept saying to me, she was like, now, do you want to upgrade? Because I had, I had wanted like B12. I can't remember what was in it. I wanted like vitamin C, B12. I had a few other things. And then she was like, well, do you want blah, blah, blah for energy? And I was like, yeah, sure. Throw that in. And she's like, okay, well, do you want to add this into your IV for this? And I was like, sure. And she literally added like seven or eight other things. By the time I was done adding all those things, I think I just added too much. First of all, first of all, I have very small veins. I always say like my, <laughs> I wear like my rings are a size four and a half. Like I have oh, very, very tiny fingers and, um, but my veins are really small too. And so I was like in pain, like she put that IV in me and it was killing me. And yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I'm dying here. And she was like, well, I think we added one too many things to your IV. Can you talk about that? Like, why would an IV hurt like that? Yeah. So I don't know exactly. Um, so part of it's the solution. So you can do saline, you can do sterile water, you can do what's called lactated ringers. You can do D5W. They all have a little bit of different concentrations of electrolytes or not. Um, so that's very important to have the right amount of electrolytes. Um, in the right size, you can do smaller, you can do bigger. And then also vitamin C is extremely caustic to the veins and can hurt a lot. So again, having someone who's just truly well-trained and understands IV therapies, doing them at specific rates with specific doses is important. So you can't just throw whatever in and open it up and give people, I mean, this is IV therapy. I mean, it's very, it's real medical treatment and it should be, you know, revered as so to be honest. Um, and I think we've gotten a little too, I, I'm on a couple of different Facebook pages, one of them being like IV therapies for medical professionals. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. You know, like we could maybe learn from each other. And I see questions there all the time that are just like, how would you do this? Would you put this much vitamin C in sterile water or whatever? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, if you don't know how to make your own IV, like you haven't been trained, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't have a practice. You shouldn't have a clinic. Like this is you can really harm people. And most of the time, I mean, 99% of the time, you're not going to harm people, but, but you're doing an IV. And when you harm people, it's not subtle or, you know, so vitamin C is caustic. Your veins don't like it, doing it too fast, not having a well-placed catheter, um, you know, and that's always a risk of IVs is kind of having some pain, but the more you know about the risks and benefits, you know, the better you're going to be able to treat people. And so I, I, I think it's appalling that people will go and say, oh, do you want to add this on? Do you want to, I mean, this is not a restaurant. This is medical treatment. I don't know the last time you've gone to a doctor's office and they said, would you like to add on some ibuprofen or would you like to add on a steroid? Like that's just not medicine. Um, so there's some sort of in between there, but. Um, and isn't it called like, isn't it called like a crystalloid solution? Is that, am I saying that term right? You're saying it right. I'm not sure what you're. 
What do you mean by that? So I've just heard people say that they, something about like there's three different types of crystalloids. Like I remember it was like hypo, hypotonic, hypertonic, oh, and isotonic. Yep. yep. So there's there's three different, and that's all in relation to what your um, blood osmolarity is. And so your blood osmolarity typically runs, let's say, at about 300 milliosmoles. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. So when you're making an IV and the important thing for practitioners to understand about making an IV is you want to always be hyper. So you want to be like 300 or above. You never want to be below. So what that's in relation to is movement of fluid in and out of your cells. So if you're putting an IV in that's below what your blood osmolarity is, you're going to have movement into your red blood cells. So all of those, let's say vitamin C and B goes into your red blood cells and then water follows. Um, and that's bad if you're below because your cells could burst. Like you literally could get what's called hemolytic anemia and that's terrible. Um, which is why you really want to know what you're doing. Um, so even if you're putting everything that's safe, it's, it's all about movement of fluid in your body. So if you're above that, um, you're basically going to get all of the solute in your, um, vessels and in your, out of your cells and in your tissues. And so you could get swollen, but you're not going to die. Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one -on -one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10-minute strategy call just to see if coaching is going to really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again and get the video course, go to ChantelRayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. So talk about the different kinds of salines that you were talking about. So you're saying different <clears throat> practitioners when you go, can you, so like if you went to a hospital, do most of them all use the same thing in there? It totally depends on what you're mixing it with. So in hospitals, I mean, I pretty much, when I used to work in a hospital, would only do saline most of the time because that's going to hydrate or lactated ringers, which is a similar to a saline. Um, we never, that I could think of, used something like sterile water. However, in IV clinics or outside of the hospital, we're not just rehydrating people, even though they're called hydration bars. You know, we're adding vitamins. And vitamin C tends to really bring up the osmolarity a lot. So you don't want a solution that starts with a high osmolarity and then to bring it even higher. So you might, I'm not giving medical advice, but you might be starting with a sterile water, which has which is hypoosmolar to your blood, put a bunch of vitamin C and that actually makes it okay to use. And so again, someone who's even minimally trained in IVs knows how to calculate that. I mean, any single IV that's done in my office, I can calculate the osmolarity. I mean, there's numbers, it's a math equation. You know, you're like, ah, oh, this starts at 250 and vitamin C is 60 and I'm putting 10 mLs of 60 in. So 60 times 10 is 600 plus X, Y, and Z. And that equals this osmolarity. I mean, and it takes time and it takes thinking through things, but there should never be a time where a practitioner has to ask if they can add a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. And I'm not speaking to what you're, you went through with, can we add a little bit of this or that? I mean, I do have patients that ask like, oh, can I get a little bit more B or can I get a little bit more of this? Um, 
but I guess on the front end of doing my IVs, they've all been well thought through and calculated. And so they're all very safe. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about a controversial topic real quick, which yes. is the regenerative. I always say that word wrong. That's okay. Regenerative medicine. <clears throat> yes. um, and so basically from what I understand that what that is, is basically using your own body stem cells and platelets and it's using that to kind of heal injured tissues, yep. like things like if you have like arthritis or, you know, and I'm wondering if, you know, like when you go to a spa, so I know I got a, I got uh it's called, what's the name of it? I know it was like, like a Kim vampire Kardashian. facial. Yeah. Yeah. The vampire facial. That's right. Yep. Would that be considered regenerative medicine, even though it's at the facial spa, right? Yep. Yes, because you're absolutely. using your body stem cells and platelets over top of it. Yep. So, um, so yes, exactly. What regenerative medicine is 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 regenerating tissue. So you're trying to regrow tissue or heal tissue or really just stimulate collagen formation in your body. And so you can do that with any branch of medicine. I come from a physical rehab background, which is like sports medicine and pain. So I started off in the orthopedic world using your body's platelets and using your body's stem cells, processing them in my office and injecting them into areas to prevent the need for a joint replacement or a rotator cuff surgery or meniscus surgery. And so I see patients all the time that I'm preventing the need for orthopedic surgeries, which is great. Um, regenerative medicine actually comes from the dental field. Um, so it's been branched out into all areas. I do some aesthetics as well. Like you said, the vampire facial, um, they take your blood, they're processing down, getting a concentrate of your platelets, and then typically either microneedling it on your face or injecting it into your face, however you have it done. And that's stimulating collagen in your face. And the reason why you can use regenerative medicine in so many different areas of medicine is because we're taking your body's cells, right? So it's a cellular level. So we all are a ball of cells at the end of the day. And so we're taking those early cells that haven't decided what they want to become yet, sticking them into areas like your skin or your joint, and they're stimulated to become like them once they're in those areas. And so they really are focusing on a cellular level of healing and building collagen. So I, one of the, my issues that I have is I have some psoriasis here on my forehead and on my skin. <clears throat> uh -huh. So I saw a study that they said that they were using regenerative medicine to help heal psoriasis. I know that it does for arthritis, but is that true? Are they doing some, I know they do for psoriatic arthritis, um, but have you seen anything with regenerative medicine to help heal psoriasis? I've seen a little bit. I haven't paid a, a lot of attention to a lot of those studies um, because the ones that, again, are more relevant to my practice are the orthopedic ones. However, um, I would say that, well, be, maybe not because it's controversial, but part of the thing that makes it controversial is there's so many people kind of wanting to jump on the regenerative medicine bandwagon. I 100% think it's, the, it's present, it's here now, but it's the wave of the future of medicine. Um, I think regenerative medicine is going to change the field of orthopedics completely, and we're going to have a lot less, you know, surgeries. Um, but what makes it controversial is so many people wanting to jump on the bandwagon, and because it's so versatile, use it for everything. So that being said, psoriasis tends to be an autoimmune um, problem. And so I know there's a lot of studies with stem cells and autoimmunity, but I'm not to the point where I could say as a physician, yes, we can treat your autoimmune disease with stem cells. 
And so, and I think there's plenty of practitioners who are kind of jumping and saying, oh, we have stem cells, let's use it for everything under the sun. And I just personally have not seen all of the studies. So when you're talking about stem cells and autoimmunity, typically people are talking about IV stem cells. And IV stem cells are generally derived from umbilical cord. So they're not your own stem cell, which is um, completely different than using your own. They're taken from umbilical cords and then processed and then injected IV. And so it's not an FDA approved procedure. Um, there's still a lot of studies that need to be done on, I mean, there's different companies that are selling them, you know, so not all company is created equal. There's some controversy as to whether those stem cells are even uh, quote unquote alive when you inject them into people. And so there's just a lot of unknowns about, uh, about IV stem cells right now. So, so let's, let's break it down for people. I want you to try to make it because I think it, it can get overwhelming for someone who's listening that's not a doctor. So break it down as simply as you can. Like what are stem cells? What are platelets? And give practical examples of how you use it in your practice or how someone could use it to help sure. heal injured tissues. Yeah. So the way I describe it to my patients is, is like this. Stem cells or if you, let's say you cut your skin and you bleed, in that blood you have platelets. So platelets serve to clot your blood so you don't just keep bleeding. And then platelets are what I call the general contractors of the area. They're sitting, so if you cut your skin, they're sitting in your skin and they're saying, hey, growth factors and hey, stem cells all over the body, come and form new skin. And so then all of those little growth factors and stem cells come from all over your body and they start forming you know, new skin. So first you have a scab, then under your scab you have you know, a scar, scab falls off and over time the scar looks better and better. And that's because all of the growth factors and the stem cells are doing that work to heal the tissue and grow new skin. So the stem cells are the worker bees. So kind of the difference between the platelets and the stem cells is the platelets are the general contractors, stem cells are the worker bees. Um, and so that's the difference between the two. It's, um, and you can get stem cells from your own body, typically from bone marrow or fat. There are stem cells in your blood, but they're not as concentrated as what you can get from other parts of your body. And then now that people have come to sell umbilical cord stem cells. And so what I recommend to the public, um, what they really should know if they're looking at stem cell procedures is go to somebody who can offer you a variety of treatments. Meaning sometimes I believe that IV stem cells might be the appropriate treatment um, or umbilical cells because you don't want to do a procedure to extract them on a patient. However, if you go to a, a practitioner and all they can offer you is purchased stem cells like umbilical cells, I would run. I would go to someone who at least has training with getting your own and is able to give you options, if that makes sense. So they can offer you a variety. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing for patients to take away from, from what they want. Um, you know, in a regenerative medicine practitioner. Love it. Awesome. Any other tips for people for their immunity right now? Like, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, COVID-19, I got to build my immunity. Yes. What, give us like your top practical tips of what people need to do right now to get their immune system in check. Okay. My top five, I mean, I think from a diet and health standpoint, making sure you're eating healthy, you know, fruits and vegetables. You can get IV vitamin C is very important if you can, if there's someone around you that can give you a high dose vitamin C, taking supplements like probiotics, um, 
lion's mane, vitamin D that will boost your immune system. So that's the health standpoint. I do think it's very important from a mental health standpoint to deal with anxiety or stress about, you know, whatever, if it's quarantine, kids at home, worrying about the economic future. I mean, living highly anxious and stressed is going to crush your immune system and you're going to be more susceptible to disease. So if you need to talk to someone, that's very important. Um, getting exercise, go outside and go for walks, get some sunshine, exercise at home, whatever you can do again is going to keep your immune system high. So between like a physical, mental and like emotional health, I mean, that those are truly important to, to keep your immune, immune system high. I mean, you need all of it. Awesome. Well, tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Sure. So all of my, um, my social is at core medicine, K O R E medicine. I'm on all the social media platforms. Um, website is coremedicine.com. And if you want to come get an IV with me or talk about regenerative medicine, I'm in golden Colorado. Awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned. We have another episode coming up in just a minute. Bye-bye for now. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.